0: Instruction, golf business equipment travel interviews course profiles and more your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin it's the flagstick podcast with your hosts jeff botter and scott mcleod well here we go here we go welcome to welcome back to the first uh, episode of flagstick podcast for the new 2024 year excited to be here sponsored this week by Golf PEI. Golf Prince Edward Island is a premier Canadian golf destination, boasting the most golf courses per capita in the country. With over 400 fairways closer than the imagine, top-tiered accommodation and exquisite culinary experience, it is the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Book the golf vacations Anti Times at Golfpei.ca. Um, before we, uh, before Scott and I jump into a much much anticipated discussions, <laughs> um, we want to remind you to uh, follow us across all the social media networks. You know the usual ones: Instagram, X, Facebook. Uh, subscribe to us on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and uh, we and Apple Podcasts. And we really, obviously, encourage you to continue to subscribe to us. Uh, on our YouTube channel, like us, click the notification bell, make sure you never miss a single episode. Uh, we will be continuing to do some cool contests on there, and uh, and we're posting a whole lot of cool stuff on YouTube right now, so get on over there and subscribe. More to come. Yes, more to come. always more to come. Well, here we are, my friend. My friend. it been a while. 2024. <laughs> we took crazy. a little bit of a break. We needed it. Recharged the batteries. Prepped yeah. the prep the outstanding content
1: um and oh. uh, and get after get after it is get that it? it is that is that it it's <laughs> like get, uh get yeah. after it january is so deep and we're gonna get into it uh later in the show and and where we get to with things but um obviously a lot of product introductions <laughs> all the tu- all the tours get back started so the companies are starting to bring out their products so uh you know apologies to people i mean if you're not all equipment geeks uh, as far as uh, the content you're gonna you're, you're seeing, gonna get
0: inundated because it's, ha- it's happening yeah
1: it is happening nonstop. and um you know two minutes before i got on this i got like you know more press releases and i've got a calendar with embargoes and there's so many more introductions coming even next week and stuff like that. So um the cool part is, though, lots of people asking questions about equipment. So, um you know, if you do have those questions, please pass them on. Ask Flagstick. We've started that segment uh, again um but uh yeah if you've got questions about some of the latest and greatest new equipment i've been testing a lot of this stuff for a couple of months so yeah yeah um got some insight and stuff like that uh so if you have any questions please pass them on and we can address that but we'll we'll get to more here as we get towards the back nine but and of course um, what else and of course this
0: is when around about the time that you would be starting to make the uh, trek down to uh Orlando, Orlando for the PGA merchandise show, and, and and you know, in all honesty, as much as as nice as it, as it is to to go down there, because twenty two below out right now with a wind chill of minus twenty six. Where I'm not am here that warm up.
1: down there though. It hasn't been um, that warm. They're
0: in Tuke's practice round, but speak, it's sunny. No PGA, but yeah, and well, I guess yeah, and. You would, but to have this much stuff coming across mm-hmm. your desk and, and through your email, and having to write all this stuff and, and keep the website updated, it's almost easier to manage PGA Tour Probably, week, yeah. PGA Tour show week from here than it is to be down there. I yeah. mean, it's nice to be down there and be amongst the the crowd and and do the do the gigs and so on and be at the mm-hmm. show. But reality is to 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 manage the production of getting stuff out to people the content out to people. um, It's almost easier to do it, you know, sitting here doing it rather than being down there.
1: Yeah. It's nice to be there for specific events. Uh, You know, Cabot Citrus Farms has got a debut of their golf course there, you know, uh, PGA of Canada night uh, seeing, you know, lots of different colleagues and stuff like that. But as you said, it gets really complicated when you get down there because, um, you know, you're starting meetings and things at the show, which a lot of them are just kind of get together because, products are already really out in a yeah, lot of cases yeah. so you're not really trying to you're tr- not trying to find out new products when you get down there they don't debut like they used to down there but it's you know like pulling
0: your hair out
1: yeah some of those meetings used to start at like you know seven in the morning and, I, and I'll, I'll give it a specific example I don't know if you remember this week or whatever a few years back and i've been to 27 of these boondoggles um but you know, you start seven o'clock in the morning. You're having some meetings before the show floor opens. Maybe it's a breakfast or whatever. You get onto the show floor, doing stuff to say five. Got a couple of different receptions to go to. Go out to dinner, and then I can remember the one year specifically. I was doing a, a vlog every single day, and it was back to the hotel room uh, with crappy Wi-Fi edit it, run through all your photos, run through all your videos to do it in time, like kind of live is really, really difficult because, you know, you weren't getting to bed till like two o'clock in the morning, back up, do it again all over again. And Hey, I'm not complaining. It's a fun time for anybody Mm -hmm. who's never been to the PGA uh, merchandise show, but I will say, you know, there's less emphasis on it than there has been in the past. Uh, There are, there are a number of big manufacturers that don't go. There's a number of people that just you know, they'll go for one day. They'll, they'll go down to the show in one day and, uh, that's about it. Yeah. That coffee's valuable today. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not kind of what it once was. I'm sure I will return to it at, at some point. I enjoy some of the education seminars, just seeing face to face, seeing people and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, not, th- not this year. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to pa- take a pass this year and uh, just lots of other stuff going on. Hard pass. Hard pass, exactly. Hard pass. Uh, <sighs> okay, Scott.
0: Um, what else we got going on? Well, this, this is the deal. On the front nine, we're going to catch up on uh, some of the latest news uh, topics, including our tour updates uh, as they start the the 2024 season Um, and some new indoor golf locations.
1: Yep. I'm going to come back here. Yeah, it's all right. You know what? (laughs) We're more
0: of an audio deal than a video deal most times anyway. So the fact that your name comes across the screen you know these people know who you are um and on the back there we're going to take a look at some of the uh, the many new golf equipment introductions that came in uh you know last week uh obviously on on, weeks now yeah on the uh the fact that the pj merchandise show is is happening uh,
1: yeah and it's not really even tied to the show now it's really not anymore it's really tied to the tour Um, you know, the fact that all these players are making use of new equipment and, you know, manufacturers obviously have to officially kind of reveal them. They got to put them on the USGA conforming Mm -hmm. list. Uh, They're going to be out in the wild. So people are going to get pictures anyways. Um, So, yeah, so they've got to get them out there. And and really during the show week, yes, I will say uh, there will be some more intros next week. But, you know, maybe not as significant as people think.
0: So that's it. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, so let's get at it. Let's get to the front nine, uh, presented, uh, by our good friends at Metcalf golf club, uh, a natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Well, golf season is uh, closer than you think really. Uh, so don't, uh, don't start, uh, don't, or don't wait to start preparing for the upcoming golf season, uh, buy your memberships, join a league, purchase some of the game packs and be ready to hit the first tee in the spring uh visit
1: metcalfgolf.com to shop for those now. Yeah, spring is actually only about 60 days away. <laughs> winter that- just winter just kind of started, crazy? didn't it? Yeah, it did. It's kind of nuts, man. It's, it's just not so a bad, crazy. Which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Now,
0: um let's get to the some some tour news obviously. The century i yeah. um, just through it. The the first the first um I guess first event um mm-hmm. uh, on the PJ tour. Uh Adam Hadwin was the top Canadian in the century, just just uh that just passed uh, with the yep. T fourteen, earned just over three hundred and twenty thousand. Now the thing is with Adam Hadwin, Adam Hadwin sort of sat back and didn't sit back, but he kind of had to watch others other Canadians have a significant amount of success last, last season. Yep. And and I know how badly he wants to be part of that President's Cup team. Mm-hmm. And you know, not playing as well last year or watching other Canadians do better, even though I'm sure he's cheering them all on. Obviously we watched him get tackled uh, at the Canadian, RBC Canadian Open. So we know he's excited for his fellow Canadians, but I know he wants to be in that spotlight himself too, so that he can make that president's cup team, because obviously this is a big uh, president's cup year.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the big thing with that, I mean, the, PJ Tour now is back to a, a regular schedule. There's no wraparound anymore. So it is within the calendar year, makes a little bit more sense now, although it is a little bit more condensed. Um, So it, it creates a little bit more issues as far as players trying to keep their status and whatever. And, you know, we'll just, I, again, you know, the century was followed up by the Sony open, Um, you know, two of the two of the Canadians in the top 10, there three in the top 20, T- uh, Nick Taylor was the top at T seven, but uh, heading into the American express this week, uh, we're through round one already and Adam Hadwin, is the top Canadian right now. He's he's in the top 15 after round one. Um, so yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, you know, watching four other Canadians win last year, having been a winner on the tour before, and you're right, it's a big target for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to be on that team come September uh in Montreal. I mean, it's a big point of pride to get on those teams, and, and they don't want to have to wait for a pick, they don't want to have to wait for Mike Weir to 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 pick them uh you know out. They they want to make that team. And guarantee that they're going to be on it, uh, and not only uh, you know represent their country, but represent their country in their own borders. And um, yeah, we we will have a lot of coverage related to that coming up. Uh, I know I'm going to catch up with Ryan Hart, uh, the executive director, sometime soon here, and we'll have an interview probably on the podcast. So uh, yeah, but uh, good start for the Canadians. Um, ben Silverman's out there as well. Uh, came off the Corn Ferry tour, and and uh, he was t18 at the Sony Open, so he's been playing well. And uh, yeah, it's fun to see you know minimum minimum five at least every week in there. Yeah. Uh, you know once uh, you know Hughes and Connors obviously played at uh, at uh, the Century, but uh, and Connors played at the Sony. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun to follow them all year long. Unfortunately for Mackenzie Hughes, uh, after he uh played in the century and went home, his car got stolen. Uh, so I don't know if you saw that on uh, social yeah. media, yeah, but yeah, just unfortunate for that. But yeah, a good start for the uh, the men on the PGA tour, and um, yeah, it's it, it's gonna be fun to watch this year on the Canadians. They can now, Brooke
0: Anderson makes her her uh, 2024 uh, debut this week at the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions. Yeah, um,
1: new woods, new putter, yeah, new, so new, she, new season, yeah, yeah, so uh, played pretty well first round. Uh, has a finger that's sort of taped up, and that's uh, uh, we'll get into that a little bit, but uh, yeah, she looked pretty good, she had uh, a little shaky early on. Um, but uh, was rolling the rock pretty well. Strokes gained was pretty good. This is a smaller field event, only 36 players this week, but, uh, you know, she did win it last year, and she's looking to start the year with a win, and she seems to be enjoying it. Uh, four back after the first round, and, and uh looks like your game's in decent shape. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Thoughts are uh, with her grandmother Marlene, who's not doing too well these days. And I know that uh Brooke was back home uh to see her. And uh, you know, but uh, hopefully uh you know she uh regains some strength a little bit and and uh perseveres because uh, she's a beautiful, beautiful lady, really neat lady. And I'd love to see her when she was out at events. So uh our thoughts are with her, and and uh, you know, hopefully uh Brooke uses the inspiration of her grandmother to help her out this week. Yes, definitely would be uh,
0: would be good to see her have uh, Brooke have a decent uh, you know decent season. My God, yeah. She's, I mean, she's still she's still like twelve, 12 to thirteenth in the world. I mean, it's yeah. not like it's not like she fell off the face of the earth last year. But I, I know no. the expectations are high. She yeah, has higher expectations for herself than what the, sure. than what she achieved last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we all know that she can she can be better and win more. And, uh, you know, be in contention more often. So she'll get there. Uh, It's too good a golfer not to...
1: uh... Yeah, she dropped in a number of statistical categories last year. But I mean, again, it's overall, it's relative to what you're talking about. You know, somebody mentioned to me, oh, you know, it's the clubs. Well, guess what? In golf, you don't play defense. So sometimes those statistical categories, when you look at them, you know, if you're ranked seventh or whatever, it just could mean the other player is doing something better. It doesn't mean you're playing worse. Now, if we looked at her strokes gain and stuff you know, up and down in certain particular areas, but Hey, welcome to golf. Right. So, um, it's pretty hard to maintain the consistent level that she has for now her 10th year on mm-hmm. the LPGA tour. She's got 13 wins. Um, you know, she's heading towards an amazing career. And as you said, she's got the talent to kind of work her way back, but, uh, we're definitely going to see, you know, the start this year, hopefully she has a good positive start and, and that, uh, you know, bodes well for the, the rest of the season.
0: So a bunch of Canadians in the field at the corn on the Corn Ferry Tour uh, as it's getting started to uh, yep. got started this past Sunday with the, uh, um, in the Bahamas, you know, yeah, in the Bahamas, and it, you know it's really good to see this because you know this is the next level, right? Yeah, yeah. You know these sure. are these are the ones that are 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 trying to get to the PGA Tour and could be. I mean, hey, you know, if some of these players have good seasons on the on the Corn Ferry Tour, we could be looking at
1: even more Canadians on the PGA Tour in 2025. Yeah, that's the expectation, really. I mean, uh, Corn Ferry Tour starts with two events back-to-back in the Bahamas. Um, kind of, uh, you know, they had a different timeline as far as when they started their event. They, they compressed these two events, so they're getting ready to start the uh, the second one. But uh, Miles Creighton and Etienne Papineau made the cut uh, at the last week. Etienne, that's his first start out on the Corn Ferry Tour, and so that was good to him. I, I good to see him, uh, you know, make that first cut. He was pretty proud of that for sure. Uh Miles Creighton was T25 in that. And uh Yi Sao, who's uh, actually lives in Delta BC. Um, but you know, I he plays under the Chinese flag, but I always include him as the Canadian. He's been in Canada since he I think he was 15. Uh he made the cut there as well. Uh but uh, you know, good young players to follow. Uh, Will Bateman's back on the tour there, and uh, a new face there is Sudarshan Yelamaraju, who got through at the uh, the Q School. Uh, it'd be fun to watch the lefty from Mississauga how he plays. So, uh, and the uh, the LPGA after this week, and you know, is going to, um, well, they'll have their first full field event next week, so we could see as many as five players in the field next week for the LPGA. So the good stuff on the professional level uh a little while now before PJ tour america starts in march and and uh we'll have a lot to to cover about that but uh lots lots of good play going on So yeah, i know it's it's pretty exciting
0: um yeah. switching gears uh, a little bit from from tour golf to amateur golf and sure and um uh, lansdowne's uh carly Mayer uh won the uh won an ajga event in bermuda um, yeah she did so and you had a chance to, to to share some messaging with her yeah i guess following the event
1: yeah i uh, know Car- uh, carly fairly fairly well um you know, see her obviously on the range of smugglers get to do some occasional help with her on some things with some, uh, track man stuff and so forth. But, uh, she shot even par in a very windy, uh, AJGA Butterfield Bermuda championship, uh, had the uh, help of one of her friends there. Who's, uh, 15, uh, Oliver I'm trying to think Bishar is his last name who played in the, the PGA tour event last fall at the age of 15 who actually qualified wow. through the 54 local qualifier um, but he's the club champion there at Port Royal so he really helped her out in picking targets and and so forth that's a big win that's her first AJGA win for her yeah. uh, and her first uh, as she said it was her first win uh, away basically you know uh, you know out of the U S uh, Canada. So that that's big for her. She's a next gen uh, team Canada player. Uh, if you want some more details and some quotes and stuff from that, you can check it out on flagstick.com. And then, uh, Anne Sophie Sophie who continues to play well, who won, uh, three titles in Quebec last year has won a couple uh, events already this year on the South Florida tour. Um, she actually tied for second. She was three backup Carly and she's from Gatineau. She plays out of the Royal Ottawa golf club. So nice to see that, uh, you know, not only Canadian juniors doing well but ones from the uh, from our normal coverage region as far as Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec beautiful now listen
0: this wouldn't be a uh, a golf show podcast program uh, if there wasn't the ability for us to pick a topic and speculate
1: oh Jesus, yeah, okay. i know, that, where, is, this I know where you're we, is this not what we
0: thrive for there's a there's a piece of piece of news out there, something's happening. Nobody really knows what the what the outcome well, some, or the results are. somebody knows. <laughs> somebody knows. But what we get to do in the media is a thing that we love to do. Now the difference between us and some other media is we speculate, but we don't we don't generate false facts to, to to mess people up. But we speculate. So obviously for quite some time now there's been um, discussion about Tiger and, and Nike ending their relationship after 27 years.
1: Yeah. Their contract, no, his, his tenure last contract was up, so. but nobody knows what's
0: where he's going, what's going on. Like, mm. it, you know, what's the deal. So we yeah. get to speculate as to sure. what's going on. And there's a number of different things that, uh, that people are speculating mm-hmm. on, on what's happening. So what would be your speculation, <laughs> God, as to your thoughts as to yeah. what exactly has Tiger got going on in that brain of his um, to, to move on from Nike? Because that's a big deal. I mean, obviously, I'm sure that they would have mm-hmm. renewed his contract and it would have been a significant amount of money, but mm. they're not. Well, and this is where we're no. at.
1: No, the thing is that people have to understand. is If you look at Nike corporate, and you know, I dig through the sales call or the the calls with the uh, investors and so forth, and the forecasts, and 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 have a look at that on a on a fairly you know regular basis. Um, Nike, although they're doing you know uh, great dollars right now, you know they're fighting for uh, some market share in things like running and all sorts of different things. Um, while they are you know a fifty billion dollar sales. You know revenue company. Um, they are in the middle of a two billion dollar um, we'll call I won't call it a cutback of, but more or less kind of you know repurposing things within their company. And, and part of that is, is realizing, you know, from a golf perspective, their Jordan brand within the golf is really what sells a lot. The yeah. Jordan brand itself is now a $5 billion company within Nike. And if you look at the golf perspective, I mean, a lot of the golf stuff that they're selling is under the Jordan side of things. So um, for what it would cost them, uh, I probably, they realized, you know, from a revenue standpoint, maybe it's kind of not quite there i mean i did a survey on on our instagram and you know asked people if they had bought a tiger woods uh you know item uh you know from nike over the years and it was less than 50 percent of people that said they had ever bought one now here's the thing uh tiger owns his own trademark he owns his logo that he has that's that's his that's not nike's or whatever so Mm -hmm. he can take that anywhere as he wants now he does obviously have corporate relationships already and his biggest partner in, in the equipment world is, is made. Mm-hmm. And we know based on, you know, digging through certain things, um, that, you know, made does a lot of business in, uh, they're, uh, owned by a Korean equity company. They do a lot of business in the apparel market in Korea. If you go and look through the product, they're a premium luxury product over there. Um, they have some small items in, uh, North America. You've seen their t-shirts and all different things, but they're trying to grow that. They they realize that's a growing thing for them. So the natural thing for me would be a licensing deal between Tiger and TaylorMade where Tiger is obviously licensing the, his logo with them. They create a partnership. They do something kind of within that brand. Some of the other speculation and stuff I saw, you know, obviously was interesting. We saw people talking about You know, we saw them digging up year old video of Tiger walking with a, a you know, there's a Travis Matthews logo, which is a logo. People have to understand Travis Matthews is owned by Callaway. So that's not happening as far as that's concerned. People think that even a deal with a company like Grayson, while possible, Grayson's a really small company. Um, The owner from Grayson used to work for uh, Mm Polo, Ralph Lauren. Um, Does it make sense to partner up with a small company? I don't know about that because the thing is, is that, you know, Tiger and his team, and we look at their agents and everybody that's involved in it, it's a big machine Mm -hmm. and they're looking at big revenue. So for them to sit there and go with a super small brand and try to grow it out, I don't know if it'd be all that successful. Whereas if you already have a structure that's in place with a large company and you kind of go within that kind of be the face of that brand that you're already affiliated with. I can see that making more sense. You're going to probably get a little bit more money up front than you would from waiting on the back end of an equity piece from a small company. So mm-hmm. my thoughts at this point is when, you know, when he shows back up, uh, you know, at Riviera and we have seen made uh, advertising for uh, staff and people within and and it actually says the terms are you know new apparel company and and the, that sort of things you know they're hiring more staff and creating more structure for apparel in North America so I can clearly see my speculation is kind of that's where they're heading and it seems to make sense
0: well whether you it is think or not. you would think I mean again it's it's all you know at this point it's all speculation but you would think that in order to make something like, uh, like what, what if if it's a clothing line, a Tiger Woods clothing line, apparel line that they're looking at and he's looking at getting into, you would think that it makes the most sense to par- partner with uh, a company that already has the infrastructure in place. Yeah. Like, that just makes yeah. sense because otherwise you're building it all you're right. building a sales team you're building a distribution yeah. network you're building a warehousing you know you're expanding an existing warehousing mm-hmm. uh, operation if you're starting with a smaller company knowing that it's probably going to get bigger quick whereas if you're starting with some company like Taylormade then mm-hmm. obviously you've got the infrastructure in place you just have to add to it you, you know right. you don't have to expand right. um and, you know as far as as far as the manufacturing and the and the warehousing and things like that you might have to expand your sales yeah. force
1: but but you already have everything else in place. So. And you're already going to be included. You're already the face of their marketing. So exactly. I mean, exactly. that that's a really easy blend in there to, yeah. to, you know, to put that in there. So yeah, it make it makes sense to me. All right. There you go. That's our
0: speculative speculation component of our front nine today is <laughs> uh, what's going on with Tiger Woods and and the clothing. Um yeah. So the other thing we got going on right now is if you go to flagstick.com, you'll find that uh, much what we do at the beginning of the golf season, where we talk about the course opening calendar, yep. we're not there yet, but we do have in, in its place right now is our uh, indoor golf uh, directory that we've mm-hmm. created. Uh, something new this year, um, and we're constantly adding to it and updating it, and uh, I think you wanted to push a few just while we got a few couple minutes here, yeah. just push a few details on mm-hmm. some new additions that we have coming to that directory.
1: Yeah, Highlands uh, is going to be added to that. The Highlands Golf Club—they're uh, running some simulators now. And again, if anybody has other additions that we don't have on there, you have to understand we we did run a, an indoor golf directory in the past, and then we brought it back this year. But we really had to dive deep because there's so many new loop yeah. locations kind of all over the place. Uh, and then we've got uh, there's a couple more places that are looking to open in the next while. I mean, we're already deep into that indoor season. There's probably only about 90 days left of the the hard part of the you know that indoor season but i know for sure there's a one and you know i'm not going to mention the name of or anything yet because obviously it's got to get open first because you never know there's Mm -hmm. all sorts of things that will happen related to that Um, but i know there's going to be another one down in the kingston quinty area that is going to probably open but like i said highlands will get added to that list and you know there's 50 plus locations that are there and, uh, you know, just a reminder for all those people, you know, if if you're looking for details and looking for where all these indoor places are, this is a one stop shop, you just go to the website. And as you said, all the details are right there, easy to find. Uh, instead of just searching around all over the place, you just, you know, hit up our directory and, and uh, you'll be all set.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a cool, it took me a while to, uh, to, to figure out exactly how to how to build oh, it Mattis? yeah um but uh, it's it's a complete it's a cool little uh directory um um that that's been created there it's completely sortable and searchable so yep. if you're looking for something in ottawa you simply type in ottawa and it, it sorts the whole count the whole directory by facilities in ottawa if you're looking for simulators you can search by that you're looking for a specific one you can search mm-hmm. by that and you can yep. click directly on the uh facility to uh, visit their website and to book your times and get in more information stuff so uh it took me a while but but uh but i did figure out how to do it so yeah
1: and shout out to the uh a couple of the facilities that actually reached out and thanked us for doing that directory uh haven't heard from as many as i thought considering how much traffic that gets um and you know but, uh, but anyways, it's, uh, the consumers are loving it. Our, our, uh, our readers, our community are loving it. So that's the important thing.
0: Exactly. Okay. Um, we gotta, we gotta wrap up the front nine here quickly, but, uh, just a little bit of regional int- industry news, uh, to, to go over. Uh, currently Rockland, uh, golf club is looking for a pro shop manager. Yep. Uh, Greensmere is, uh, looking for an assistant professional.
1: They are. So, uh,
0: the sorcier, is uh is looking for a uh, superintendent, mm-hmm. um. So reach out to them if you're in that interested or know somebody. Um, a couple of uh, a couple of other things. Um, Steve uh and Venema from has moved from Lock March to Rivermead uh, as the assistant pro. Um, Renfrew Golf Club has hired uh, Noah Matthews as an apprentice professional. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on here. I tell you. Oh, there's uh, lots, lots more to come. <laughs> uh, Fergus Barron has joined the team at Carlton Golf and Yacht yeah. Club yeah so, that's part of the,
1: that's part of their professional team there and and i know tyler fitzgerald's been really happy he said uh uh i think he had a post there where fergus you know started there and and i think believe fergus is from england uh and i think he redid the whole pro shop within like the first two days while he was there so merchandising wise so uh yes we'll so say hi nice. to fergus if you happen to be at carlton but uh lots more to come there uh certainly seeing a lot of postings right now um, not only in the pro ranks but on the turf side of things as well and we'll certainly see that even from the management side of it uh, as far as staff there
0: we'll keep you updated that's what we wait, do wait.
1: now two other things
0: there's two golf canada championships in the eastern ontario region in 2024 the first being the canadian men's mid amateur is being held at the carlton golf and yacht club yep. uh august 20th to 23rd so that should be exciting mm-hmm. uh, and the uh, canadian all abilities championship is being uh hosted by timber ridge yeah um in September, September 10th to, to the 12th. So Down in Brighton. Um, yeah, so that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see those uh, those championships added. I hadn't heard much about the, uh, as far as the all abilities, that was sort of quietly added to the schedule there. Uh, I know that's actually uh, a big one for a number of people that are from this region that participate in it. Um, you know, Tommy Martineau, Curtis Barkley. Um, I'm trying to think who else is in there. Uh, there's a couple of different people that are from, from, from the different, uh, from Eastern Ontario. So that makes it a little bit easier, uh, for them to get to that championship. And that course has, uh, done a lot of renovations in the last little bit. Um, they've redid all their bunkering and, and, uh, I know Nolan Walsh is doing a great job there as the head professional now, and, uh, certainly want to get back there soon and, and, uh, have a look.
0: All right. Um, that about does it for the front nine. Uh, we covered a lot of stuff and we still have a lot of stuff to cover. So, uh, we're going to get out, take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get talking about, uh, the overall buzz on, uh, new equipment Mm -hmm. prices, all that kind of stuff. Like there's, there's a lot of stuff to go over. Um, and it's not even a tip of the iceberg as to what we're going to be covering over the next few, few episodes uh, of the uh, flagstick podcast. So, uh, Um, we don't want you to go anywhere. We want you to hang around. We're just going to take a quick break. It's not a very long one. So stay there. You're listening and watching the flagstick podcast with Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. Don't go away. When you
1: golf on Prince Edward Island, there are over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine. Not to mention countless miles of pristine beaches and a rich world-class culinary experience. So get here fast, then take it slow and play around on Island Time. Golf,
0: Prince Edward Island. All right. Welcome back to the Flagstick Podcast. I am Jeff Potter. This guy is Scott McLeod. And uh, as I was saying to Scott, as we're coming back, I said, let's back nine this you know and <laughs> and uh and I said no this isn't serious xm radio i don't think we could pull off what i was about to say no, uh um, could. <laughs> yeah well, let's get into our back nine uh, presented yeah. uh, this week by uh, Celtic Golf Center um located only 20 minutes from Ottawa in Kempville Celtic Golf Center is indoor golf on another level uh featuring five state of the art trackman simulators and two new unicorn sims with gs Pro Celtic Golf Center can offer over 10,000 golf course options, uh, including many major courses with some island greens and beautiful azaleas, if you catch my drift. Um, Play rounds with friends, practice uh, with full swing analysis, or play golf games. Uh, Visit um, CelticGolfCenter.ca to learn more or to uh, book tee times.
1: Played any uh, indoor golf yet this year, Jeff? I know you Mm -hmm. haven't had any time, so. Not a bit not a bit no. brandon hasn't been bugging you okay. not Come yet
0: on. no well brandon's just recently he's just recently been cleared oh yeah um so to uh focused on skating you know yes i think that's the focus but i'm sure that uh that you know as as we get nearer the golf season yeah i think golf yeah. golf is gonna happen golf yeah. is gonna happen um all right now we said we we were talking sort of when we before we even got the show going, we were talking about the PJ Merchandise show. We were talking about new equipment and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I guess that's sort of what we said, you know, as we got into the back down, we were, we were going to get into discussion. Now we got like a long list of cloud products and stuff that oh, we can yeah. talk about. We're not going to go through this, like a shopping list or a laundry no. list of equipment. We just want to kind of talk about some different things, some different equipment, um, some stuff that maybe people have been um, interested to hearing about, you know, what's the overall buzz, uh, mm. Our prices up. Uh, you know the introduction of of mid level golf balls because, and I think <clears throat> I think I want to start there. Yeah, and you know, I, you know I know our list might not start
1: there, but I'm I'm deep in this like nonstop every single day (laughs) and what i want to hear is your perception of what you've been hearing more on the periphery as you're busy with hockey and stuff but you're keeping your eye on obviously what's happening in the golf industry or whatever but um yeah you you rip it up wherever you want to start and i'll throw in some commentary
0: okay so i want to start by clearing my throat that's where i'm going to start sure me 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 um okay so mid level golf balls. Now this is an area that that um that I think is really important because mm-hmm. you have and I've seen it and I don't have a problem with it per se, but players that are not anybody can play any golf ball they want, really. I mean if you're sure. if you're a, if you're a 40 handicap and you want to play the, the, the highest end golf ball that exists, that's totally your prerogative. Reality yeah. is you probably don't need that high-end yeah, golf ball we, you probably we, we, could spend we, less
1: but whether it fits you or not but i mean that's exactly a, that's, a, that's a whole other subject if you
0: got 70 bucks you want to drop on a dozen golf balls then hey sure go Rip for out. it you probably spend yeah. too much money on your golf clubs too but <clears throat> that's not the point so what i like to see what i'm liking to see is this this more of a mid-level golf ball, something that mm-hmm. has characteristics of the high-end ball and characteristics of the—I'm not going to call it the low-end ball, but the but the lower-end ball. Yeah, and and it kind get of the best tweenie. of both worlds. Get to yeah. get that tweeny, and and seeing that that the companies are are introducing these mm-hmm. more mid-priced mid-level balls, I like that. That's something that, aside from new equipment, new technology. I think it's a it's addressing a need in the golf market that is probably more important than another golf club that can hit the ball straighter or ten yards mm. farther. And, yeah. and I don't mean that in the sense that you know don't don't buy the new golf club. That's not no, what no. I'm saying. What I'm saying is yeah. that is that there's always something that that comes out that is probably more important mm. to the average golfer than another new golf yeah.
1: club yeah i mean obviously golf balls are you know the major <laughs> consumable that you know most golfers are going to play with um people have to realize and understand although people you know are diehard golfers and they sort of you know the diehard golfers that probably listen to this podcast they live in a certain world where they're really focused on you know the 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 latest and the best and the whatever but you know that's not the reality of who's out there playing the game of golf the reality is it's the everyday you know you know maybe they play 10 games a year or whatever um they're not willing to invest you know seven or eight dollars a golf ball um you know that's not really the case but that said they don't also want to play something that you know is not going to be helpful to them they don't want to play you know a a bunch of a bag of rocks um so so what we're seeing is that while manufacturers have always had uh, you know, mid-level golf balls, we're seeing manufacturers now start to blend more things into those products to make them more like, as you said, have more closer to the characteristics of the top ball, but not quite there, but keeping the price down and giving a focus on, you know, some maybe distance or, or things like that. So, you know, we we saw it even, you know, the last couple of years, I mean, TaylorMade, for an example, had a you know the response ball, which I actually had a urethane cover on it. Uh, we're seeing things like titles in their tour soft, like we're seeing those companies, Callaway, even you yeah. know, their super soft ball <clears> is <throat> obviously a super popular one, but they also realize that maybe they need to m- make some little tweaks to it to make it a little bit faster. Um, so basically, all these companies are adjusting, but they're also realizing that there's a massive market in the middle, mm-hmm. and we're seeing. You know, we've seen new balls in the last couple of weeks. We're going to see more. I will tell yeah. you that right now. I have actually looked at a couple of different ones from some different manufacturers, and you might even see a surprising endorsement uh, that comes out in the next week or so. Um, but we are definitely seeing a little bit more attention uh, to that kind of market which i think is great for the average golfer that's out there uh to know that they can go out there and and uh you know maybe not spend quite as much because maybe they go through a lot of golf balls but still get some performance out of it um and i'm actually interested even this year you know while i test a lot of premium balls and see what they're like from a spin rate feel standpoint you know there's not as much compromise there's still compromises for sure there's not as much as there maybe has been in the past to the point if I look at myself and if I said, you know, I was a, a 12 handicap golfer and, you know, was losing a bunch of golf balls and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what? I don't necessarily, you know, have to dive into the top ball to to get some performance characteristics or get something that I could play on a regular basis, which again, is nice to see.
0: Now, as far as buzz goes um, mm-hmm. now, we have a, uh, we have a, a number of, you know, we have a number of different companies that are um, marketing partners of ours and sponsors sure. of this show. And and we've always said that, uh, you know, as much as we want to push those products more than other products, we're not, we're not going to do that. That's not how we operate. That's not our jam. Yep. Um, yep. But I will say this um, of all of the products that have sort of, and there has been a lot of discussion. And I talked to a lot of people about different, you know, mm-hmm. stuff coming out, but, the the question that I think the anticipation of of TaylorMade's uh, um, QI10 series mm-hmm. is, is probably been now maybe it's because of Tiger Rory maybe it, you know maybe that's got a lot more to do with it than definitely than some
1: early adoption on tour for sure yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I've been asked a lot of questions about that um, mm-hmm. particularly the irons um, which is interesting because I think because the really? yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because there wasn't really a lot of imagery um and um and anticipation of the irons as much as there right. was the driver, driver was more I mean yeah. the driver is obviously a, a much more visible thing when you see someone early adopted oh, on PGA tour and they're they're playing yeah. with it for yeah. before it's even released or, or anything like that. Maybe that's yeah. why. Uh but that that sort of line, that series is probably the the one product line that i got asked about the most Hmm. and and had to sort of feel this you know a lot more questions about Mm -hmm. and obviously i'm not quite as privy to a lot of that stuff immediately as you are because it comes across your desk before i ever you know i don't really see much of the press yeah. stuff before it comes so i get asked the question i'm like uh
1: what <laughs> I... <laughs> well it's interesting so I, have to dig, I have to dig yeah. a little
0: deeper than i normally yeah. want to while i'm talking well you know what yeah. let me tell you about that google <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. scott scott uh, scott tell me about tell me a little scott, bit more huh? about this because uh, yeah, someone's asking me and i don't want to seem yeah. stupid right now um, yeah, well,
1: that's interesting as far as the irons because obviously the irons is uh for the QI10 is not a tour iron, it's more an everyday, you know, golfer iron, but mm-hmm. um you know, they they had some uh, quiet success with the stealth iron previously, again, and more for the average type player. Um, and then they have that stealth HD model as well, which was really good as far as, you know, launching the golf ball and so forth. The QI 10, they have a QI 10 straight model, and then they also have an HL, which is more of a, a launching thing, but it's still, it still has the same look and so forth. Uh, what I would say about those irons is that they're, they're really clean. If you look at them because of the structure of them, they look like they're, you know, a better player iron let's say not Mm -hmm. a you know not like a tour iron or whatever but if somebody's a high handicap they're going to get performance benefits out of it but they're also going to not feel like they're a chop because they you know have this monster cavity or whatever that's in there so yeah i would say you know the buzz as you said was there and i think that was because of the I won't call it just early leaks, but it was the, the demand from the tour and those players wanting to kind of put that driver in their bag that all of a sudden it got a lot of early attention and sort of, you know, kind of built things up. But uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of buzz about that. Um, Fairways, the fairway would in that, especially the tour model. It's still a little bit of a, the unicorn with a massive weighting in the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say there's a greater, and this is what I wrote if people look on flagstick.com and see it. There's a greater separation in the three driver models that we see now in the QI10. So from a, a fit perspective, mm-hmm. you know, going from the LS to the standard or the core model, as uh, I'll refer to it, uh, to the MAX model, which is the one that obviously a lot of people, when they talk about 10K MOI, which is really just a... It's a figure to measure how much resistance to twisting there is vertically and horizontally. That's where the 10K comes out. Um, But there's a bigger separation in the three models. So what I would warn people is that really be careful about going and getting fitted. um, Because, you know, just because you think you're a high speed player and you're, you're, you know, hey, I should have the LS model. You'd be surprised. It's a really low spin model. And I've seen even tour level players that I've talked to that have had to go higher loss if they go in the LS, and a a larger portion maybe fit into that core model, but it performs really, really well. I mean, it it is, I think a lot of people like the looks of it. Mm -hmm. Um, there's more carbon in the crown now, so there's more coverage. Previously, the the carbon in the crown was just over 70%, now it's over 90%. So as a result of it, they change the structure in the top, and you don't see the there's nothing that visible ridge so it's more of a single look on the top um has a different kind of look to it it's gloss has the blue face obviously that you see that they do have a designer series where you can catch other ones so it's it's getting people as definitely as far as from a looks perspective and i would say in talking to you know a lot of uh you know retail people or whatever it's it's definitely one that they're getting asked about a fair bit
0: yeah no um i like uh you know, from the standpoint of, of golf equipment, I like aesthetics a lot Mm -hmm. when I'm trying to pick, you know, clubs that I like. So, you know, I like to, when I set them down, they need to look good. It's not, for me, it's not just about performance. Uh, Yeah. I think that, I think that with a lot of the equipment that's out there, especially when you're dealing with the higher, the, you know, the the top brand name stuff, Mm -hmm. I don't think that a performance, that performance of any of them is really going to be an issue. Um, mm. I think it comes down to what performs, you know, what do the numbers say for you? Right, um, for sure. What do you yep. like to look at when you, because chances are you're going to find something you like to look at and you set it down. You're going to be able to, you know, make the adjustments, whether it be to the shaft or if it's a driver, make the adjustments to the driver to to have yeah. it fit you a little bit better, even if it may not be
1: the perfect one. Um, yeah. It might be close mean... enough yeah and the golfer's not always able to get their full potential out of it anyways. I mean, you know, you know what I mean, as far as we're not as consistent as we think we are, you'll have to be able to swing standpoint. these things, whether they're yeah. fit
0: perfectly for you or not. I mean, that's yeah, the thing sure. but I will say this, like, um you know, just as a general statement, this stuff is expensive people. Um, You know, and there's no doubt about that. And no manufacturing person that we talk to is going to, is going to say, Oh no, our stuff is cheaper than less Mm. expensive. No, 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 no. This stuff is expensive. And just go to any golf shop, any pro shop and see. It's expensive. So if you're going to spend $1,500, $1,600 on a set of irons. Yep. Goodness sake, people go get it fit properly. Don't just walk into the store and say, I want that model of that club um and you have one in a box and walk out with the box don't walk out with a box that's sealed up that you haven't even opened and hit you got to hit the stuff you got to get fit properly you got to have them adjusted properly and don't fall for the oh those ones fit you perfectly as they are (laughs) baloney bs call bs i don't care if i'm pissing off ticking off um, no. some retail outlet or pro shop somewhere. Very seldom does anything ever fit anybody right out of the box when it comes no. to golf
1: equipment. So it, it's very specific now. There's there's tons of different options, you know, within them. Manufacturers know that otherwise they wouldn't offer it, you know, and you see that going through all right. the different things that way. So, you know, more people are getting fitted than they previously had before. And you know what? Think of these as an investment. I mean, while the cost is there and the overall cost is high, just think of it as something that you're going to have for quite some time. I mean, Mm. a camera is expensive, a laptop is expensive. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, we wish they were, you know, kind of more affordable. Everything would be nice if everything was more affordable, but also realize that, you know, just changing for the sake of changing and having feeling like you have to change every year. You're not obligated to buy it. Manufacturers know that as well. And they realize and understand, yeah, it's their job to keep making things better and better and to keep making more products. You don't necessarily have to buy them. Not everybody's on the same buying cycle. You know what I mean? So they're not going to stop making them and it's not their fault, right? So don't blame them. It's up to you to decide whether you see performance benefits or not, or if you want something different from what you have now. But if that's going to be the case and, you know, you fall in love with a particular trait or characteristic or, or whatever the case may be or or a brand just as you said make sure you go through the process properly to get the ones that you like and you know what they could be in your bag for five years six years ten mm-hmm. years i mean we're seeing PJ tour players uh amex this week uh a friend ryan brath uh for golf.com he he's down at the amex and he captured uh you know 11 12 13 14 year old irons in the bag of some tour players so you know what if they're sticking with it for quite some time, you know, potentially you could be as well. No, no question.
0: Now, you know what else, you know, the other club uh, um clubs I've been hearing a little bit more about uh, as well is, uh, is Cobra's new dark speed.
1: Mm, yeah. Um,
0: And, and the thing with the dark speed line is that, is that Cobra is kind of taken a different angle to um what they're focusing in on and they're focusing their attention more in on, uh speed yeah um as opposed to uh as opposed to uh zeroing in on the forgiveness factor now really? that doesn't mean that they're not forgiving believe me they, no, no. you know the stuff all all this new stuff is very forgiving but their attention is more focused on on generating more speed which obviously we know that club head speed um you know does uh relate somewhat directly to distance and of uh, and and with irons particularly it it will help with ball flight Mm-hmm. Or height. Um, yeah. But uh, it's interesting that's the other one that I think I've been hearing a little bit more about as well is that people are like, yo, oh, this new dark speed. What's all this? What's
1: this all about? Yeah. Really clean look, you know, kind of stealthy looking when you look down at it. Obviously, all black um, kind of has that, you know, sexy appeal that way. But, yeah, it was very interesting with, you know, uh, TaylorMades and and Pings and Cleveland's and and uh, PXG. A lot of these companies focusing on high MOI as much as possible. Um, it was very interesting that that Cobra didn't kind of take that approach, sort of realize that, you know, maybe maybe it is pretty forgiving already. Um, so from a marketing perspective, they're kind of sticking with it, sticking with the, you know, the aerodynamics, uh, which is a big thing for them as far mm-hmm. as the shape of the club heads. Um, but yeah, definitely getting some good buzz and, and feedback on that as well. Haven't had a chance to really, uh, spend much time with that product yet. Uh hoping to, um, uh, but definitely you're right. It, it's definitely one, uh, getting a lot of questions about, and it's very interesting too, to see companies on different cycles as well. Uh, you know, a lot of people, will we'll see. Here when we're talking about these brands and drivers and so forth, you know, mm-hmm. titles is on a different cycle. So we're not gonna see kind of their new driver uh probably on the tour until the end of the you know, yeah. the summer, till the summer, and then it'll be a kind of a fall introduction. So um it's not like they've gone away, they're still, you know, popular kind of out there, but um because they just don't have a new one because they're on a different cycle. So um, you know, every manufacturer goes a, a different way. Um, and and that'll lead into as well, you know, we're talking a lot about the tour, um, but when we talk about the average golfer, you know that's where Cleveland is headed. Yeah, Rick's on I, is know, so- I, I was, was, was going to get to that the, next. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rick's on is sort of their high end tour staff yeah. or whatever, um, but Cleveland is really you know focused in on that sort of average golfer, which I think is really really important because you know they they cannot be ignored. While while a lot of the average golfers are aspirational mm-hmm. to play stuff that tour players have. <laughs> that's maybe not what they need.
0: Well, and the thing with Cleveland too, is this for, for years and years and years and years before, before we got to where Cleveland is now, um, mm-hmm. it was all about the wedges.
1: Yeah. And, for sure. and then even
0: yeah. the irons that Cleveland came out with back in the day, they were like the wedges, you know, they were, yeah. they were forged. I remember, I think I had a set. Uh, of of the Cleveland Irons, yeah. Way did back. you
1: have T like yeah, T A threes or T A sevens? I had, yeah. They were they were
0: cavity back uh, forged iron, small small head. um yep. don't even know why I ever played them. I couldn't hit the things to save my life, but
1: but I wanted them because they looked Oh, cool. maybe you had the five eighty eight, the P's. Yes, is that it? The uh, yes, it was a, this yeah, was back cabinet. in the this was
0: back in the in the GC, uh, GC days, eh? Like this yeah, yeah, is yeah yeah yeah. yeah. This I know the model. after I think this was after my Lynx parallax iron. Yeah, I know I had the parallaxes. Uh, I just nice I too. just
1: did a deep dive the other night into my basement which i will probably go through a bunch of stuff the other day but i had one of my students over and you know we were talking about irons he just had a new he's got a new set of irons or whatever and we started talking about older stuff or whatever and i started bringing up a whole bunch of blades oh boy. And stuff. And man he and he, he started talking about you know two irons and hard to hit and i'm like oh i'll bring you a two iron so i brought him a bunch of long irons from years past from the 70s onward and he was like holy moly uh, how did you guys even play with some of this stuff so yeah. um but But it shows you, you know, those golfers want more forgiveness. And, you know, what what Cleveland has done, as you are about to allude to, is the fact that, you know, they've transitioned, especially in those irons. You know, they've got irons now that are more about forgiveness. uh, And they are more suited to that, you know, everyday common golfer. And in the end, we want to play better. It's not about just looking (laughs) looking good and looking like a tour player. We need to perform well. And I think that's where they've sort of... uh, you know, they've jumped in with their irons and, you know, they've done that with the woods as well. The launcher Mm -hmm. XL2, the halo XL and their fairways and their hybrids. I mean, they've done some stuff there. That's just all about forgiveness and, and, you know, reasonable pricing as well. Uh, You know, a little bit less than what you'll see on the top, top end, but, you know, certainly should not be ignored. And those CBX four wedges, it's a cavity back wedge that they've come out with. Yeah, Um, Again, it's got a suitable factor to what, the needs of more the average player, you know, it's got a little bit of a wider soul. Um, the cavity gives it a little bit more stability. So, you know, strikes, you don't end up being as punished as much. Um, you know, don't be shy about trying out different things. Don't have your mindset when you're heading to the shop and going, mm-hmm. I need to play this. Um, try everything out. You, you might be shocked at what really helps you. And if it helps you, don't be shy about putting it in the bag. Don't, well, isn't it ultimately the,
0: the goal the goal that we set by by having new equipment and taking lessons and, and so on and so forth is that is that we're trying to we're trying to get better, we're trying to bring our scores down. Very few yeah. people go out and play golf and and just play for the fun of playing and don't care what they shoot. Most right. people at some point or another during an 18 hole or a nine hole round of golf are going to mm-hmm. care about what they're shooting. Even if they, you know, I mean, I do it. I tell, you know, playing with my son Brandon or playing with anybody saying, I don't care. I don't care. You know, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try to thread it through that hole. Yes, I am. I'm going to try to thread it through that hole. But when I'm just playing, like, at some point or another during that round of golf, I'm going to care about how I hit it. I'm going to care about whether I made par uh, or made bogey. Yeah, I may not care, by the way, you know, the launch angle of my club after I miss hit the shot, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, as far as how far it flies, um, the club that is, but I'm going to care at some point about how I'm striking the ball and if I'm driving it straight and in play and stuff. So that's the focus that you have to be. Do you not think that a PGA tour player, if they're out there trying to make money, that mm-hmm. if they thought that they could hit the ball straighter and control the ball 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 flight better with, goes with in the bag with a game improvement driver or iron, yeah. that it's yeah. gonna not gonna be in a bag. This millions of dollars are on the line. They don't I care will... about the fact that oh well I'm a PJ tour player, I should be using forged right. blades right. from nineteen sixty-five.
1: Yeah, great example last week. Will <laughs> Zalatoris, great ball striker, obviously Love that guy. back on the tour after being injured. He had a T-350 three iron, which if people are not familiar, if you look at the Titleist line of irons, it is the largest, chunkiest internal cavity back iron in their whole line, which I had a guy say to me at one point, oh, those clubs are just for chops. Well, guess what? Will Zalatouris had a three iron in his bag uh, this past week. And he ain't no chops. <laughs> and eat no chop at the Sony Open. I mean, it's it's more fun when you go out there and see golf balls that launch in the air. I mean, why punish yourself? Oh. And I know for for myself, you know, I've I've told a number of people, especially if you look at the Cleveland, they've got some irons that are obviously, you know, those Halo XL irons, which are, you know, wide sole. And I mean, I've got an older version of one of their ones. I've got a seven iron that I had from a sample years ago. Um, you know that I keep around and, and I get people to hit that and they're like wow they're impressed when they launch it and it doesn't look very traditional it looks more of a high ready type iron, but why punish yourself you may as well have clubs that are easy to hit and you're going to enjoy yourself, you know, even if your score doesn't go down if you hit more quality shots that you see go in the air and you have some level of success. You're probably going to score better. Yeah. But you're also not going to leave frustrated going, man. I watched all my shots dribble along the ground all day long. But just- I got
0: lots of sucking clubs.
1: But I look good. <laughs> but I look good.
0: Yeah. Look at me. I'm awesome. Yeah. I suck, yeah. but I'm awesome.
1: <laughs> exactly. And we should mention too, I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, at the bottom of our notes here, you know, I just did a story on the top five used drivers you mm-hmm. should buy now. Um because so much new stuff is coming out all the time there's a lot of good used stuff that's yep. out there uh and you know one product for an example we didn't mention it but you know ping has obviously got the G430 Max 10K Right, which is a new version, higher MOI or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at their G400 uh, Max that they had out several years ago, mm-hmm. uh, as far as total MOI, it was around 9,900. <laughs> so it's not that far off of there. I'm not saying there's different characteristics that might, you know, you might want the G430 Max 10K versus the G400 if you can find one, but you know, you can find the G400, you know, for half the price of what the driver that's out there now. And, you know, a few years ago you would have been running to the store because it was the latest and the greatest. Right. Mm -hmm. But a few years later, I guarantee you it's, it's still the same driver. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, yeah, it's it sure. still performs well. So, you know, look into that. I've got, uh, like I said, I've got five that I pointed out that, you know, you could go and buy for as little as $200 that are out there. So just don't think if you're, and I think that's a mistake. A lot of new golfers get into, they go into the store and they all of a sudden they get overwhelmed and they're like, mm-hmm. man, you know, it's going to be seven grand before I get out of here with the full stuff, but you know, there's ways to get into the game and, and play that you don't have to always have, you know, the latest and greatest.
0: Yeah. And do yourself a favor when you're talking about that used, uh, used driver market, uh, particularly, um, you know, check out some of those, um, uh, check out some of those used like Kijiji and places like that. And I, I guess even Facebook marketplace, Um, You know, when you're looking for a used driver, keep in mind, you're buying a used driver, nobody's going to fit it for you. So even if you like the head, you might have to then take it go somewhere and make sure that it it fits you properly. And then it might cost you a few more bucks, you know, to replace the shaft. Uh, It might still be cheaper, but that's my suggestion there is a don't run right to the necessarily don't run right to the retailer to buy from their used rack because Mm -hmm. chances are they're going to be a lot more expensive on their used rack and they're still not fit for you and they're not gonna they'll fit you but they're not going to make alterations to the changing the shaft and stuff included in the price so you're still going to end up having to pay for so if you particularly like a you know, a Ping G420 driver or a 425 or a 410 or whatever, if you particularly like that club and you think you're going to save a couple hundred bucks by getting a used one, just make sure you know what you're buying Mm -hmm. that you may not be buying something that has the right shaft. And you might be looking at another hundred bucks or 150 bucks on top of that to have the shaft and grip changed over for you to make sure that it fits you properly. So just be aware of that. Um, You know, but it can still be less expensive and still highly, highly, highly uh, effective for you.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of funny all the time because people will ask, oh, what's, is this club better for me? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not fitting you. You have to go get fitted. Mm -hmm. It's not a case of. Oh, we'll we'll get this club and automatically it's going to be better. That's Mm -hmm. not really the case. You can get the most expensive club in the world, but if it's not fitted properly, and I guarantee you, I've been through fittings before where I've, you know, where it's like, Ooh, that's, that's not usable and don't always be looking. And especially when we're talking about the driver market, don't always be looking at the driver that just gives you that one time that you get that, you know, that, bullet ball that goes the long long way you have to play it on a consistent basis and and you know it's i can take any club and all of a sudden dump a lot of loft off it and get a high high speed out of it Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be very effective to go out there and play you want something that's very well balanced easy to to play when i say well balanced as far as the characteristics of distance and accuracy so that you can play it over time you know, that you can carry it, launch it in the air, but again, it all just comes back to fitting. So yeah. But anyways, more, more news to come lots, more, uh, lots more equipment news to come. Uh, Keep an eye on flagstick.com because, and uh, all our social media channels where we're obviously uh, pumping out content all the time and feel free to ask questions. If you've got specific ones, you know, hashtag ask flagstick on any of our social media channels and I'll get to your question.
0: It uh, as as we like to say around this time of the year, it tis the season. Tis, tis. <laughs> but not uh, to be jolly. Tis the season to talk <laughs> new golf equipment. Yeah, and people like to talk new
1: <laughs> golf equipment. I do. I sure do. Too. They do. You know, they they. I I would say that you know, uh, doing a lot of indoor lessons this time of year, I would say almost every single lesson starts with a conversation about some of the new equipment that's out right now. Just oh, curiosity yeah. more than anything, and you know golfers are just wired that way. Um, as we always say, and we've said it a million times, you know you don't buy golf equipment, you buy hope. Uh, so that's what everybody's looking for. So toward. there's they're a like, lot of people with a lot of hope. Is
0: what you're saying? There is.
1: They're all trying, and, and it doesn't matter where you are. I mean, obviously, we see Brooke Henderson with a new putter in her bag. Yeah. She's looking for some hope, just like anyone else. And you see that's lots right. of different players doing it, and nobody's, you know, they're all they're all seeking the same thing, just trying to get better uh, through new equipment.
0: And there you have it. Um great first episode of 2024. Glad we could finally uh if get not, to uh, producing something for everybody. Uh, I know we've had a lot of requests, a lot of in, uh, a lot of interest over the last few weeks as to when when the next episode's coming out. So now you know the next episode is out. <laughs> Maybe one last
1: mention while we <laughs> yes. get to it. We oh. have yeah, we have actually oh, gosh, uh, I uh, almost forgot. Ex- I know what. Well, you. I'll let you. I'll let you get to it. Are we talking about? Then
0: we're talking about the open. Is that what we're? Yes, we are. Okay, so here's the deal, people. Uh, the registration for the Flagstick Open for the 2024 Flagstick Open at, at Equinox, um is uh, uh, officially open for everybody starting on um, Monday. Yeah. Uh, January the don't even know the date. Too. Oh my god! Tell 20th, me twenty first, twenty second, twenty second. Yeah, January twenty second. Uh, registration has been open for a little bit now for past uh, last year's participants. Uh, that was one of the things that we wanted to make sure that we did this year yep. was uh, make sure that anybody that played last year had first crack at getting into it this year. So they have had a little bit of a um, a head start. And uh, the field is filling up extremely quick,
1: as yeah. we expected it would. Um, yeah, we've got two-thirds of the field probably uh, full already. But yeah. uh, as we always say, you know, get in there and get on the waiting list. If oh, you yeah. You can't get a spot automatically. I mean, yeah, we always have. It happens
0: that. every year. The waiting list, you know, we'll go pretty deep into the waiting list, uh, you know, within a yep. week or two of the tournament. So if you if you want to participate in the Flagstick Open at Equinel this year, um, I strongly encourage you to uh visit uh, flagstick.com select the flagstick open from the drop down menu or just go to flagstickopen.com and yep. uh, you'll see the registration on the left hand side there and you can uh, you can get yourself into the field asap. Yep, exactly and um, remember
1: we always have we have the flagstick shootout yes we'll, the flagstick we'll shootout will be in the summer as well yeah
0: in uh, in midsummer at Smugglers' Glen uh this will be the second year of its return. And, yeah. um, as we expect that to field, it's a smaller field, uh, limited mm-hmm. field event. So we do expect that one to fill up rather quickly as well. So there you go. Flagstick open registration is now open, um, to everybody, uh, beginning on Monday. So just go to flagstickopen.com and you can, um, you can get yourself signed up. You got it. There you go. Uh, great show, my friend. Great Ready to get started. Number one edition of 2024 show um, 67 new I year know. new year we're gonna hit 100 this year eh?
1: we are yeah cool all right who knows maybe we'll be recording it live someplace maybe that'd be awesome wouldn't that be cool maybe on a road trip someplace. oh oh okay well let's we'll get to that <laughs> all
0: right all right thanks to all our sponsors uh metcalf golf club celtic golf center and our presenting sponsor this week golf pei golf Prince edward island's premier Canadian golf destination boasting the most number of courses per capita in the country, uh, with over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine, top tiered accommodations and exquisite culinary experiences, the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Uh, book those vacations and tee times at uh, GolfPEI.ca. Well, uh, we really do hope that you are continuing to enjoy what you're hearing and watching here on the Flagstick Podcast. Be sure to follow us across all the social media networks. Uh, Instagram, X, uh, Facebook. Subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And do not forget our YouTube channel. We do encourage you to get over there, especially right now. Lots of uh, lots of great stuff is being uh, published to our YouTube channel. So uh, like us, click the notification bell. Make sure that you never miss a single episode or anything we put there. Get over to flagstick.com for more amazing golf content delivered every day. Sign up for the Flagstick Digest newsletter to make sure that you get this content delivered directly to your inbox three times a week. Um, As always, we do appreciate you tuning in. But until next week, I am Jeff Botter. I'm Scott McLeod. And always remember, go for the stick.